One of the hardest parts about using video to share your message is just getting started. You have to worry about what you're going to say, what you're going to wear, the type of equipment you use. But let's say you have all of that figured out. The number two challenging part about using video is trying to determine when to invest in getting help to take those videos to the next level. Welcome to Stand Out, the show that shares strategies you can use right now to get noticed and be seen as a thought leader in your industry. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. This is episode 56. In 2018, I am on a mission to inspire you to find your voice, show up consistently, and bring your story to life on video. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest. I talk with a lot of people who want to start using video. I connect with them in the standout Facebook community. I meet them in person. I talk them through the process. In some cases, I work with them on camera. And I love watching them get better each and every time they create a video. I always encourage them to start where they are by using the video equipment they already have, their smartphone. I've created a video resources page where you can get all of the videos, podcasts, and articles I've written about how to create great videos yourself. I'll put them in the show notes for this show, or you can go to CherylTanMedia.com forward slash video resources. But in speaking with video creators, there is a second problem. It's the issue of talent and time. In the beginning, you may not want to spend thousands of dollars on equipment, lights, a great computer for editing and software, and you don't need to. You can so easily and beautifully use your phone in order to shoot videos for Instagram, Facebook, even YouTube. You can use iMovie that comes with the iPhone or Filmora Go on an Android. Boom, done. So let's say you do that. At this point, you're pretty comfortable on camera. You know what it takes to shoot videos by yourself. Maybe you get the help of a tripod or your 12-year-old. That's when you can get into a bind. You want your stuff to look better. Maybe you want another camera. Maybe you want better equipment, better sound. Really good sound is a big thing at this point because you're probably getting more creative, moving around, and you want fun and funky angles. That's great to shoot for, but at this point, there's a definite investment in money, time, and energy to put all of those pieces together. I just did an elaborate shoot like that recently. I was an on-camera host for this. There were three cameras for this shoot, one director, one producer, someone to do lighting, and another person to do makeup. It was fantastic, and the results turned out so well. Each person on that set had been focusing on their specific role for years, and the results showed, but that shoot also likely cost thousands. Now to editing. You can learn to edit pretty easily over the course of a few hours, and I mean very basic skills. Upload raw footage, cut sections, edit, trim sound, add some graphics, maybe some music. But to get to that next level in editing takes years. I tip my hat to editors who make everything come together like magic. So what does that mean for you? It means you have to ask yourself, do you have a passion to be a professional videographer or editor? Or do you have a passion to share your message? I wanted to bring on a very talented videographer and editor to talk about what a professional video shoot looks like, 
how you plan for one, and when you know you're ready to hire. He is Chris Lane, and he is a videographer and editor based in Virginia Beach. We're on the same page that when you start creating videos, you typically don't need to start with a video production company like the one I just described. Everybody's situation is different, so I don't want to say that applies to everyone. But by and large, your starting out on your own is my best recommendation. There's so much stuff you can work on on your own time, your message, your energy, your video style. As you listen to this, I want you to think about the time you are spending. In the beginning, as you are trying to figure out your messaging, your market, and your products, it's perfectly fine to use your smartphone and basic editing skills. But when you start focusing so much on the shooting and editing because you want it to start looking better, when you're spending so much time on the technical aspects of the shoot, when you should be talking to clients or actually getting that content in the hands of people who need to see it, that's when you have to start thinking about outsourcing. That's when you think about getting some help, either with shooting your videos, editing your videos, or both. Time is money in business, and when you're spending so much time on putting the videos together that you're losing money-making opportunities, well, that's when you should think about hiring out. If you're interested in talking about your particular video strategy, I would love to walk you through a plan to help you successfully use videos in your business. You can learn more about my video strategy sessions at my website, CherylTanMedia.com. Just click on the Work With Me tab. Now, on to my discussion with Chris Lane about when to leave the videos to a professional videographer. Chris, welcome to Stand Out. So good to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited about it. Well, I'm having you on specifically to answer the question I get all the time from people, which is, when do I start hiring people? For videography like when when do i need to focus on hiring and not just kind of use my smart smartphone and do it myself so before we get to that question i want to get a little bit about your background and how you got into videography and editing and all that fun stuff yeah so um I mean, if we go way back, it started in high school. Um, I loved skateboarding. And at one point, a local skate shop opened up and was having people submit videos to try and get sponsored by them. So we were uh, – everyone that was in our little skateboarding crew was running around grabbing their, their parents' cameras and trying to record as many tricks as possible. But there was this one guy that also incorporated like – graphics and all these different things into his video and it just blew me away and from the get-go um i i was like okay there's more to this than just setting up a camera <laughs> and rolling and trying to capture the thing that you want to capture but th th he put a lot more thought into it that's really so good. then <laughs> yep yeah and then uh it, it turned into me going to school for it and uh working in the dc area uh, with with um you know uh the health systems up there creating like patient and doctor videos and it's just evolved step by step by right. step. Yeah. And so now you're in the Virginia beach area and you have your own video company where you mm -hmm. of course shoot and edit and, and help create videos for business owners and whoever else wants videos. Yep. Okay. That's exactly right. I need to go back to your skateboarding days. So you did skateboard <laughs> tricks and then were you shooting at the same time? So you'd like set up a tripod while you were doing it and you had to make sure somehow that you could gauge where you were uh, in the frame. Is that what that was? You? Uh, 
Yes, we did some of that. And then it was also taking turns. Uh, actually, like one person would be riding on the skateboard, holding oh the God. camera, following the other guy. And uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And um, some cameras were broken. Yeah, yes. this is before the GoPro. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was. I it was. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. I want to see some of those videos. Maybe if you share them with me, I'll link them to the show notes here on the show. I'll, I'll have to see if I can dig any of those up. <laughs> so the the thing I noticed about you first, so we've met in person. We've had opportunities to work together. And I love the editing. So part of it, part of it is the shooting and knowing mm -hmm. what to capture and the lighting. And of course, we're going to talk more about the nuances for that later. But then the second part of it is what you mentioned when you were skateboarding and you saw the videos of those really amazing uh, young talents is the editing part is actually visualizing it and putting putting it together and so I think that to me is that secret sauce that not everybody has hmm. yeah I think you're right because you're, you're taking something that is a longer conversation or a longer message and distilling it down to its best bits how can I get it across very clearly and succinctly Right. Well, so not even just the words. So I'm a very audio, like I, audio for me is really, really important. But visually for you, you like take the audio and then edit it. I have to, I'm going to have to link some of the things that you've edited before. But the way you put it together with the music and then the graphics, like that is something you probably went to school for. But that to me is sort of that, oh, that makes it very different. That's not something people at home with a limited amount of knowledge can really replicate in my mind. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right in the sense that you you, you sort of spend time honing that craft, that aspect of it, and that's where the you start to see the real power in storytelling when you can weave a lot of things together. Yeah. yeah. Which one do you like better, the shooting or the editing? Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me pick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I know you don't have to, <laughs> but tell yeah, me which uh, one you like more. If you had, if you had the choice to do nothing but, would it be the shooting or the editing? It would be very difficult to choose, but there, I think when you get to that final edit and you're, you've started to see all the pieces come together, that, that for me is, is a real highlight. And, uh, I think it would be hard to trade that, but there's a personal aspect when you're shooting and getting to know people that I wouldn't want to just be in a box either all day. Editing. Yeah, that's true. No, that's so true. So my background is I, I know enough about shooting and editing to be dangerous and that's just about it. So I've been in front of the camera for a long, long time. And, but in the beginning, I was a one-man band reporter. So my first TV job was in Macon, Georgia, and I was that one-man band. So I had to shoot. I had to edit. Um, and it wasn't pretty. Like I, And way back then, we actually had to white balance cameras, and I've forgotten more times than I should have. And so <laughs> Blue Video made it on the air because it was the only thing we had. Uh, and so then we also had to edit. And so I taught myself a little bit more, like, so if we're on a scale of one to 10, I probably taught myself to a level of like a four and a half, <laughs> you know, everyone else like at a two, four and a half. And then, you know, the really, um, the really experienced reporters and editors, like they would go to like a nine. So I wasn't yeah. great, but I, I mean, I can cut and edit and all that. So I, I know enough. And, and so I can edit my own stuff even now, and I can even shoot some of my own stuff now. But I also know that there's a level like way above what I can do. And, and so I want to talk with you about that is when you work with clients or even when people come up to you and just say, oh, I saw that video or I know what you do. I imagine they ask you the same thing they ask me is when is it time to get help on this? 
like I don't have any money. <laughs> That's always yeah. the first thing, right? I don't have yeah. any money, but I want it to look really professional. When yeah. is it time to really save some money to make this happen? Right. Cause I mean, there's so many tools that are accessible, your smartphone. Um, and there are many times where it makes sense just to, to do it yourself. But the times I think when it's good to think about, should I bring on someone to help me is, um, one, you have a message that is really important to you and it just needs to be well-crafted and portrayed in its best light. And having someone who's really experienced in framing, setting up lighting and thinking about in the end, all right, when I get into the editing process, I want to make sure that I have shot it this way or set things up. So I'm set up to have a successful edit. Mm -hmm. I, that is so critical because that's something that takes years to develop. Like if you are a new, uh, a new user of your smartphone for video, you're not going to think about the different, you can't, I mean, you're not thinking about the different angles because you've never seen them before. And then you don't realize that when you're in the editing suite or whatever program you're using to edit, you don't realize that you don't have it. So having someone who can sort of see the angles before you leave the situation, like before you mm -hmm. pack up everything is really, really valuable. I do the same thing as I, when, when people talk with me, I, most importantly, it's feeling comfortable on camera so mm. I tell them that they use the smartphone because it's the easiest thing they can use to get video. And they can use it for social media, live streaming. They can even use it for videos on their website. And I'm, I think we're on the same page on this. But when they are trying to maybe impress somebody, right? Maybe impress mm -hmm. somebody. Maybe they have something they're trying to sell, a program, or like I know you worked with the hospital system. This has yeah. to be on a different, it has to be on a different level. Like you have, you, you can't have shaky yeah. video. <laughs> yeah. You need that stuff that's not blue or orange. And I've seen all the colors <laughs> of the rainbow when I did it wrong. <laughs> uh, when you need to have uh, this sense that, people can look at you like, oh, he or she knows what they know what they're talking about. Exactly. So when people talk with you and you say, okay, go, you know, when, what, what is, what is what you think they need to have ducks in a row in order to work with someone of your level, like a, a professional video? What do you, what kinds of things would you think is best for them to get the best return on their investment? I think you need to know not just that you want to make a video about something, but what is it you're trying to achieve through creating this video? I think that's the most important thing. I think some people just think, oh, okay, I need a video now because I have a website. And then th that the thought stops there. So really it's like what is that goal that, you're, that you want that video as a tool to help you achieve? Would you recommend for people who are just starting out even? So let's say I just have my website. Like it's brand new. Do I – pay for a video for that front page website or do I wait to like figure stuff out like figure out what do I do and who am I gonna sell stuff to and how do they help how do I help them like how would you suggest they look at that because they want to start professional right off the bat but they're still unclear about all of that stuff that we just talked about they're not quite clear about their goal yet they're not quite clear what their message is even I would say start shooting something on your own, on, on your phone. And maybe it never even makes it to your website, but it'll give you an idea of what there's something by, by being removed and going back and watching what you've recorded. I mean, I'm sure you, you know this very well. You're able to see, oh my gosh, 
I said this in a very weird way, or <laughs> I like smack my lips really weird when I talk, or <clears throat> there's all these things that you know, you notice, right? Or the, or the, oh, I shot everything too blue because I didn't set the white balance. <laughs> all of these things. So I think action is always best. Do something and then you can start to navigate from there. And then maybe you'll say, okay, I, I really want to be laser focused on my content. So I'm going to bring someone else on board who can be laser focused on capturing it creatively and in its best light. So you're not step one. You're maybe step three or four. After yeah. you've been in business a little while, maybe you have figured out who your target clients are, you have a product to sell, and you know what you want it to do. And then that's when they're like, ring, ring. Hi, Chris. <laughs> do people even do ring rings? I don't even think that happens with your phones anymore, but it <laughs> vibrates, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, so will you give us just, before we get into more of the um, what happens in those professional shoots, will you talk with us about what you tell people if they're going to be shooting themselves? some of the best practices that you might have for them to kind of get the best look out of their iPhone or DSLR uh, yeah. without having to bother you. <laughs> yeah. I Actually, the first thing I always say isn't even visually related. I say audio is way more important than video. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you're using some sort of close miking technique or you've got your um, your phone within three feet of you so that the audio is being picked up well. We can watch videos and be engaged when the visuals aren't that great, but when the audio is bad, even if the visuals are excellent, it's difficult to yeah. stay focused on a video. Yeah, I think it's because we're running around. Like we are running around, and even if we're looking at something, we're thinking about a million other things, and it's so much easier to not listen if it's hard to hear. Yeah. We're just too busy, or we think we're too busy, so it, we're just going to pop off if it, if there's a chance. So yeah, right. I agree with that completely. Okay. So audio when, is one. It, okay. Yep. Cause when you're shooting, right, you're thinking only about the visuals cause you're thinking I'm recording a video. So the audio sometimes gets, gets, um, becomes an afterthought. Yeah. Agreed. Totally agree. I mean, we are sitting, uh, I'm sitting in my office, but there's a lot of construction and it's very windy outside right now. So even before we had this conversation that we're recording, I was like, Oh, Chris, does it sound okay? Because <laughs> I know if it sounds crazy and if you hear any wind whipping, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. then it's, it's less, it sounds less professional. So we want to stack the deck in your favor. Okay. Audio is one. What a couple of other, other things. Lighting. I think we often think, oh, we need the best camera or the, the phone that's got the best camera. But really lighting is is key to essential video. Resolution is much less important than great lighting. You can get that easily from big open windows. Right now, I'm, I'm just sitting in front of a window, but the light that's being filtered through it, um, this natural light looks really great. Yeah, it looks really, really good. And it's free. <laughs> it's free. That's right. Free. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so think about it? ways that you can get like soft diffused light onto yeah. you and, um, um, yeah, that'll help. Yeah. Looks good. Looks good. Okay. Uh, any more, any more tips? I think depth is a really good thing to think about in your shot. So if you can create some distance between you and your camera or, or, or really specifically between you and your background, it's going to make your shot look a lot more interesting. Um, I also sort of have this column coming out of my head. That might be something I would like try to avoid if you're setting up for a really nice professional video. You think about the things that are happening in the background. Are they too busy? Are they distracting in a way that people aren't going to be paying 
attention to what I'm saying because they're like, oh, I wonder what that blue painting is right there. Where is <laughs> right. that? Is that Virginia Beach? Or right. yeah. Right. So for those folks who are listening, you can watch the YouTube video of this interview. And I, yeah, I'm looking at your background, Chris, and it's very pretty. And I didn't notice the column until you said it. But you're <laughs> right. It's something that if you were going to put it on your homepage or if you were going to use it as like a sales video or something, you'd maybe want to think about. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Really good. Really, really good. So when people decide to work with a professional for a pro, a pro videographer, a pro editor, what should they expect? And, uh, and what is it they should prepare for if they decide, okay, I'm ready. I have my message. I have a product. I'm at a level where this makes sense for my business and everything that I'm trying to do. How would you suggest they prepare best for this experience? Sure. I think being well prepared with the things you just mentioned is good, but also being a little bit open to having that um, being steered or directed mm. in a slightly different path than what maybe you originally thought, because really having a second opinion is a whole nother reason to, to hire a videographer. Maybe you're really great at doing it yourself. You've, you've created some great looking videos, but bringing someone on board that does it all the time can, can give you a, a great, um, second opinion. Oh, I wouldn't have thought about that, but that is a great one. So like being coachable and being open to something that you weren't thinking of in the beginning. I mean, like you said, mm -hmm. you've been doing this all day long for many, many years and you see different companies, different organizations do different kinds of videos. And if you will just sort of listen and possibly mm -hmm. take into account what they're saying, then you are, you might have a better video than you thought when you walked in. Yeah. So another thing that people, people always ask me about is, you know, oh my goodness, I, um, I don't know what to wear. I don't know what colors, uh, makeup, jewelry, all of that. And this is more on the women's side, but men too, you know, how, how do I yeah. look? What, what shows up best? What have you seen shows up the best and resonates the best with the people watching the videos? Yeah, I think solid colors really show up well. So you've got like a solid colored yeah, uh, pink red. or red shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and it looks looks great. It, and it's it's a different color from your background, so it's setting you off the background really nicely. Um, so I think solid colors work well. On some cameras, the thin lines, like maybe even in my shirt, I don't know if you can see, tend to do weird jumpy things on cameras. So I'd stay away from thin Basically, don't want to do what I'm doing. <laughs> I'd stay away from, you know, thin line pinstripes or or really thin plaids and busy patterns that can be distracting. Um, so solid colors are great. Um, nice, clean uh, looking makeup. Or for guys that don't really want to make wear makeup, they make these oil absorbent pads that I'll sometimes uh, have have people use because as soon as lights come on, everyone gets shiny. Right, um, right, right. It's hot in there. Like those lights, yeah. they, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really do. Yeah. People always ask me, they're just like, is it true that the camera adds 10 pounds? And I, uh, you know, I, I'll wait to answer after I hear what you say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think it can, it can definitely add pounds or it can shave off pounds. There's so many different types of lenses. So, you know, wide angle lenses are going to distort everything. And, um, so, I mean, if you're doing things on your own and you're using a wide angle lens, know that it, it's going to be distorted. So as I get closer, my face gets much wider. As I get further away, I get thinner. Right. Um, yeah, I will tell you that uh, when I was working in TV, I would leave and I, I would like go and do errands or go to the store and people would just look at me and go, boy, 
you look bigger on TV. And I, you know, what? <laughs> say about that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh my thank God. Watching. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you for watching. So yeah, thanks for paying attention to the things I was saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, very short. So I guess I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe I looked like I was six feet tall on television. <laughs> I think in my, in my mind, one of the biggest advantages of finally making that decision to uh, hire professional help, videography, editing, maybe both, is that it forces you to focus on the things that you need to do to get the video done. So a lot of times, if it's just you, you will, you know, I've got all day to shoot a video. I'm not really sure what I'm going to say. So I'm just going to turn on the camera and talk. And we know that doesn't work. I, I mean, I've done it enough that it just it's miles of tape and it's a lot of time so in my mind one of the biggest advantages of paying somebody is knowing that you have there's a deadline like knowing that you have to have your clothes ready you have to have your makeup yeah. ready you have to figure out what you're going to say and your time is money literally your time is money so like once that chunk of time is done <laughs> you're going to probably leave or you're going to kick them out one of the other <laughs> And so have you seen that when people come into your studio or when you go on location to a shoot, that they're actually, um, they're maybe surprised at how well they do. Like maybe they were nervous going in, but you're, maybe you're surprised by how well they do when all is said and done. Yeah. And what you just talked about having things, um, planned out ahead of time, what you're going to say is a huge help for that. So maybe, maybe there is some nervousness going in, but when you've got all those things lined up, you've planned out what you're going to shoot and how you're going to do it and you get there, then you can just focus on getting it done and you don't have to be thinking, what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? What are the, the, the points I want to do? So yeah, I think people are surprised at how well they do when they've taken those steps ahead of time. And when you are relying on, on and paying someone else to help you craft your message, you're, you're much more likely to prepare yourself before you show up. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. cause every, I mean, every minute that goes by that you're not like focusing on that end result is like, wow, it's like money down the drain in a sense, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what other, what other things do you think people should prepare for or should know if they're heading into a shoot? Um, what would help them and you get the best result? Yeah, I think, think in terms of end product, if you can think along those lines, then you can start to craft what you're saying um, even more. So maybe it, you're in, in theory, you're thinking, oh, I'll introduce them. I'll tell them my name and my title, and then I'll get into what I'm going to say. But in reality, that's all going to get cut, and it's just going to have a graphic of your name and your title. And then um, the video is going to be much shorter and more engaging. So think about not only what, um, what you think you want to get across, but how it's going to be portrayed in the final video. Maybe that piece is going to be text and you don't need to waste time trying to record a good take of it. It's kind of like what they say if you're like writing a book, like the first like what 60 pages is sort of like getting to the meat. And so just cut out that first part. And the meat part is the part that in this day and age, when our attention spans are so short, that's mm -hmm. the part that people want to hear. So they want to hear the meat. The meat of your message is all they really want to hear. That is one of the things that I am always so impressed by watching you work because <laughs> you are able to get people to the meat of what they want to say. And this this is a good case for bringing on a producer type person, um, not just someone who can help you visually and, and 
uh, craft and capture a great message, but someone who can help you weed out the things that aren't important to try and record and get right to those questions that are going to make it into the final cut of the video. Well, thank you. I guess it's just sort of after doing it for so many years, I just hear it. I don't know. I, I It's just the words are, well, the voices are in my head, literally. <laughs> voices <laughs> are in there. Okay. So now we know what to expect. Now we know the benefits. I guess people want to know the a range. And I, I know that it can, sure. I mean, the range is so big, but I think people might be, there may, they, they may, they may have some misconceptions about what is really <laughs> involved investment wise, you know, how long a typical shoot lasts, that kind of thing. Can you give them an idea range wise of what they can expect working with any sort of type of, of company, whether it's um, a small two-person company or a large uh, 50 office business or, you know, whatever that is, video production business. I mean, like, what can they expect? Yeah, I think if you're going to hire someone that's like a, a two-person company, then you can expect, uh, you can expect somewhat of, of, of a of a smaller price point. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger companies, what, you, what you're going to get is like, laser focused people on every aspect of the job. So there's going to be someone who's only focused on one camera and may not even talk to you because the producer is going to be the one talking to you. And there's going to be a guy that's only focused on capturing audio. Another guy that's only going to be focused on setting up lighting. Um, uh, a, a person whose only job is to run around and do things that come up a production assistant. Um, so there's so many different pieces and all of that works like a, a really close knit team to make sure that not, no ball is dropped and, and every single aspect is done excellently. Um, those companies it, it's just, it, it could that skyrocket. A lot of, very easily. A lot <laughs> of, a lot yeah, of people. <laughs> tens of thousands. I mean, a shoot could easily be $50,000 or, or more, you know, and then you can get into when you're working with a smaller production company, maybe you want to record, um, a welcome video or an about me video for your website. I think you could expect to spend maybe two hours on a shoot at at, at minimum. So you would probably do some sitting down in front of the camera and talking about yourself and your business. And then you would also do what we call capturing some B-roll. So we would walk around getting you actually involved in your business, whether it's talking to someone on the phone or making what if you're in a craft business making your whatever your craft is and then because those things will get woven together in the final piece and i think typically you're going to find that if you have someone filming for you all day you're probably looking at around like 750 to 1500 dollars for um a one to two person crew and then if you you can find people that will work at half day rates and you're probably looking at closer to like the 400 to a thousand dollar range to shoot it. And then when you edit, you can probably figure that it's, it's going to be somewhere along the same lines to get the editing part done. Gotcha. And they're separate. So, I mean, that has to be something you have to think about if you're hiring, um, that they're separate fees and they, um, if you decided you want and not the other, because I think maybe you can split that up. Um, what that would look like as well. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. Yeah. So cost wise is one thing to think about. Um, as far as like, you know, time, you had said that, like, what can you expect as, as far as what makes the most sense for someone sort of making that leap from smartphone, I'm doing my own stuff 
to the next level of that? Like, what can they expect to commission? I guess you might say. Um, as far as like how, how long it takes to actually get something made or, yeah, well, I uh, mean, how, you know, how long they should plan on maybe how many videos, how, you know, what they can expect to really invest, I guess. And, in, 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 you know, is like half a day sure. enough? Is a full day necessary? Do you need a whole week? What, what makes sense in where you've seen when, you know, you're working with small businesses? I think a great place to start is to, to try and do, if you've never done anything, try to do your like about me video. And if you set aside like shooting for half a day, that's a, I think that's a great goal to set because it gives you a little bit of flexible time and it's not too long. And then, um, you can get enough content where you're not just getting your about me video, but maybe you're getting like these 15 second blurbs or 30 second blurbs that you can drip, drip out of, over time on social media. Um, and I think, uh, it, this is like a Mark Twain quote or something. I said, I, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. <laughs> and that's, you totally apply that to video too. It, it takes longer a lot of times to distill down a, a big interview into a one minute or 30 oh, second so clip because you're trying to make sure that all the great stuff made it in there. Whereas if you just threw up the whole you know interview, that would be very easy to do. Okay. So I think if you look at a, if you shot for half a day, you could probably, I, I usually estimate that editing is going to take about four times the amount of actual recorded wow. footage. Wow. So, yeah. So no, if people you, don't realize that they, first of all, yeah. they don't realize how much work it is on your part. And then second of all, they don't realize how much work it is on their part. If they're going to do it themselves, yeah. it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just have one last question and uh, you know, it's something that I think people, if they're technical, they are really interested in this, but in your mind, is that the first thing that a shopper should be looking at the, the hmm. type of camera, the type of equipment, the editing software, like what, what in your mind makes someone a good, um, a, a good person to hire? Is it like the high, the, you know, the the latest model of camera or, or whatever. I mean, I guess just what, if you were to hire somebody, what would you be looking for? I would be looking for the ability to craft a story and, and put, put messaging together. I think there is a threshold of excellence that needs to be there as far as gear and the ability to light and, and, and push the buttons in the editing program. But all those are tools, right? At the end of the day, we were getting back to that root of the story and how effectively can the story be told. And you can do it very effectively with a smartphone and um, and being creative. Awesome. So. Oh, it's been so good talking with you about this. So I ask the same question of everyone who comes on the show, and I'm going to ask you the same thing, which is, and as you know, the name of the show is Standout is what makes you a standout? For me, it's, it's all, it's back to relationships. So in everything I do, whether it's this video business or, um, you know, just being out with my family and my friends, I, investing and being fully present in a relationship with someone that you're working with is what makes me stand out. I think that's the critical piece to making everything work well. Right. And after that, everything becomes so much easier. Once you establish yeah. that relationship, everything else can be figured out, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This was really fun.
Thanks so much to Chris for sharing so much with us. You can find Chris at chrislanevideo.com. He is a videographer and editor based in Virginia Beach. I'm going to link his videos to the show notes for this episode, and you'll see why I love his work. If you're interested in resources to help you get started with your videos, I'll link my video resources page to the show notes as well. That's at cheraltanmedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 56. If you've been a faithful listener of Standout, I thank you. If you're brand new to my community, I appreciate your checking us out. In 2018, I am on a mission to inspire you to find your voice, to show up consistently, and to bring your story to life on video. If you have videos to share, post them in the Standout Facebook community. I would love to see them. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.